Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Teaching Kindness, the Bullies Be Gone podcast, with yours truly, Nate Webb, the founder of Bullies Be Gone. Here on BBG, I go into all things kindness, bringing in guests and experts from all wakes of life. And we are all here for one reason and one reason only, to help you and your kids get over bullies, get off social media, and love your lives. So come on in and learn how to live in a world where kindness is king. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What is up, everybody, and welcome back. It is great to be at BBG. Today, guys, I wanted to focus on a group of our kids that is super marginalized by our culture, and that's the LGBTQ community. If you're like me and you're straight, you've never had to worry about telling your mom your crush and her maybe disowning you. You've never had to worry about those things, and there's so much we take for granted, so much that our LGBTQ brothers and sisters go through that we don't even know. So today, I'm going to bring someone from the LGBTQ community onto the show. It's Adam Berg from Studio C and JK Studios. This is going to be an amazing episode. It's going to be very eye-opening, and it may be kind of heavy, but it's a talk that needs to happen. So buckle up. But first, gotta pay the bills. All right, everybody, we are back. So guys, I am so excited for today's guest. I have here with me Adam Berg. Adam is a writer, actor, and best known for his work on Studio C and JK Studios. He's an Amazon best-selling author of the novel Rainbringer, and he has a dog named Mycroft, and everyone needs to know that because he is the cutest. Welcome, welcome, Adam, to the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. So happy to be here and live inside this podcast world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so thankful to have you, man. First off, how the heck are you? Where are you coming at us from? I'm so good. I am in uh, the middle. <laughs> I, I live in Vineyard, Utah, which is a very small place right next to Utah Lake. There's nothing here but condos and a movie theater. Yep. Oh, good old Vineyard. I didn't know you're in Utah right now. Oh my gosh. I am, yeah. Dang. Well, I am so happy to have you. So, um, my whole mission, this show, speaking, everything is to help save kids, to help kids feel yeah. seen, help them feel heard, help everyone else be an ally. And a population of kids that continues to be marginalized is the LGBTQ community. And I feel like it's mostly from ignorance. A lot of people don't know yeah. slash don't want to know. Um, they want to live in their happy, blissful, little ignorant world. Yeah. Um, but that it time, uncomfortable. yeah, Ugh, the words. Yeah, but that, no. that we got to step into that uncomfortable zone, guys, because unfortunately, more and more kids are dying. A lot of kids are becoming suicidal and depressed, and it's heartbreaking. Um, and so recently on Instagram, uh, you came out to the world. I did. Um, and it was incredible. Your words were amazing, encouraging. And I just had to message you as fast as I could to get <laughs> you on the show to talk about it because what I read was just so full of hope and it was so beautiful. So oh, let's talk. Um, <laughs> so growing up, what was your experiences as a closeted gay person? Like at what point did you realize I'm not like all these other straight people? <laughs> You know, it, I had such like a weird experience because growing up, I grew up in Utah and it was just like something that wasn't talked about ever. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't have the vocabulary or the tools to really understand what was going on. Uh, I just knew since like, since essentially like puberty, when all those hormones start kicking in, uh, I was just like, I, I could tell I was drawn to men. And, but I didn't know what that meant. And then over time, it, like, it didn't go away, but I could like pretend it wasn't there. And then 
then I couldn't pretend it wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I'm not gay. And, th- and then eventually, you know, I kind of wisened up and kind of, uh, you know, uh, couldn't, couldn't fight it anymore with, with any amount of like reason or logic. And I was like, oh no, like this is, I'm just gay and that's how it is. And okay, let me figure that out. Wow. So about how old were you when you kind of came to that realization? Ooh, I was old. I was, when I finally like gave in and like kind of came out to myself, I was 25. 25. So that's like in the middle of Studio C, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was during Studio C. Okay. So you were, I mean, so growing up in Utah as uh-huh. a member of the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, you went uh-huh. to BYU. What were some of the pressures you felt as a gay man in a very religious world? I mean, especially Studio C put on by BYU TV, like the thick of it. Yeah. And, and it was definitely something that I was just like, this is this is a bad thing because <laughs> uh, it doesn't fit into like the the religion that I grew up in in a way that anyone can really explain. Uh, and so uh like coming out to myself it was just like I I know I know I'm gay and uh it's scary like I thought oh if anyone finds out I'm going to lose my job and like I'm on the show that is starting to get more and more successful and like what if it's like a public thing and like I you know people you know come after me publicly and they're like stories Mm. written about it or something uh, cause I didn't want to be like, oh, the gay studio C guy. Right. Uh, and, and, and just like with religion, I, I was just like, I, there's, there's not a really a clear path that the church could offer me that would, right. you know, make me happy. Uh, because it just, it doesn't have the answers. It sort of has like a non-answer at the right. moment of like how gay people fit into the big picture. And um, I tried to just make my peace with that for a while and couldn't because it just, it didn't fit into like what I believed or understood about God and religion uh, to the point where I was just like, this non-answer just isn't good enough. So I'm going it, to yeah. try to find my own answer. I love that. Um, Wow. So, I mean, all this could not have been easy on your mental health, like battling back and forth with yourself and trying to accept yourself, but in the back of your head thinking, oh no, this is horrible and sinful and, and all these things in your Instagram posts, you mentioned some pretty dark times. um, And it's unfortunately way too common. You mentioned depression and suicidality. Um, Tell us a little bit, as much as you're comfortable with this dark period and, and, and how you made how you made it out yeah um so I I guess like the first dark period was around 25 26 uh and my story is really weird because I kind of I grew up with a a best friend who's a girl and like we met when I was three uh and I I had just like this idea in my head that was like oh we're gonna get married and do the whole like typical Mormon thing and it'll be great uh and then the relationship really struggled when I got home from my mission uh from her end and my end mine because um like I I wasn't like physically drawn to her so I wasn't like trying to like get closer in that way 
Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I really like her and she's my best friend and uh, this is what's supposed to happen. But there's this other thing going on inside of me that I like, I don't know how to make sense of. And I was thought like, oh, I don't, I don't want to hold her hand or kiss her because I'm just nervous or, and, and it really wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, ah, no, that's, no. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and, and so she, she wound up, um, getting a boyfriend and getting married in like six months. And it was like so sudden and so out of the blue for me. And it just like threw me for a loop because I was just like, oh, my life plan, it doesn't make sense anymore. Mm-hmm. And I thought I knew what was going to happen and what was supposed to happen. Um, and this this was also going on at Studio C in the early days, uh, w- which was very challenging on its own. Oh yeah. Um, uh, and a lot of that is, like fame in, in any capacity is definitely not good for your mental health. Just having like so many people kind of lob their opinions about right. you. Everyone's people. watching you, glass yeah. bowl. Yeah. Um, so I was, as a group, we were all learning how to deal with that in the first few seasons because it was mostly positive, but you know, when you put anything on YouTube, all the haters decide to speak up. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Uh, and, and we hadn't like developed quite a thick skin at that point. Um, and then I started having a whole bunch of health issues. Mm. Uh, I have a bad jaw. I had it reconstructed when I was 12 and then it was misshapen and I, uh, it started giving me migraines every day. Oh no. Um, and so all these like problems were like mixing into each other and contributing to each other. And, um, I was just like in a lot of pain physically and emotionally and like spiritually. And I, I was just like surviving at that point. Yeah. Uh, and then one day I, I just didn't want to do it anymore. Mm. I, I remember, I think it was a Sunday and I stayed home and watched House on Netflix all day. I was like, I'd watch an episode because I started having like suicidal thoughts and I was like, oh no, I need to like distract myself. So I'd watch another episode and then that would be over and then I'd start thinking again. Oh, and I, I did that for like 10, 10 hours. Oh my, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, this isn't working. I'm breaking down. Uh, my pain meds aren't, aren't helping right now. And um, I, I just like couldn't function. Uh, and so I, I think the next day I told Matt from the show, we were living together at the time. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I, I, I need some help. <laughs> like I'm, I, I'm, uh, I like not at the point where like I'm making a plan and I think I'm going to go through with it, but I was just like, I, I can tell what direction I'm going in. And, and I don't think I have the strength to like turn myself around. Uh, and so he helped me uh, get to a therapist who, um, you know, we, we started meeting and it started slowly helping. Uh, and I, I eventually got on some antidepressants, which started helping right away, which was good. And, and so I had managed to like turn myself around and uh, with, with other people's help. Um, and, and that was, you know, you know, it still took a long time for me to like work through a lot of my issues. And, um, 
but between like, and then I had like my jaw surgery again and reconstructed and it took me like a year to heal from that. And um, at, at the time I, I was like trying to fix all these issues. Um, just so many things in my life felt like they had been falling apart on top of each other. Uh, and I, I kind of just got to the point where it's just like, nothing, nothing in my life is working. I don't know what to do. I thought I was doing a good job, like doing what God wanted me to do. So like, why, why does, why is everything horrible? Uh, and so I, I kind of got to the point where like, just like, I, I give up, like, I, I don't, I don't know how to make my life work. I'm so miserable. Um, and I know like I'm attracted to men. So I'm just going to go find a man. <laughs> it's like, that might make me happy. That's the one thing I haven't tried. Uh, and so, so I wound up meeting a boy uh, through Facebook. He had like friended me uh, and I could tell he was gay, but I ignored that for a long time until I was like, maybe I should talk to him. So I met with him uh, and he was very nice and attractive. And so we, we started seeing each other uh, he was like my first kiss, uh, with a guy. And, and I was like, I get it now. This is why <laughs> people like want to be close to each other and kiss each other and cuddle. And it makes sense. Oh man. Like I thought everyone was just hyping it up, <laughs> but, but I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he, this part of my life, like this, this part of me started feeling a bit more fulfilled because I had been burying it so long. So like emotionally, I, I started healing uh, in a lot of ways. And, uh, but I was still very much ashamed of being gay because I knew in like the back of my head, or at least I thought in the back of my head, like this is wrong. Uh, I was like, I don't care because it's the only good thing go I have going on, but um, I know I shouldn't be doing it is what I kept telling myself. Uh, and then and then that relationship, it, it was kind of like, a, it was very rocky. As much as it helped me, it also like, it was tricky. And, and like this boy who became my boyfriend, um, he was pretty unstable and, uh -huh. and I was in the closet, which doesn't help at all uh oh, it just wow. it just makes everything so much harder and, and so the relationship was really rough um and he uh, i have so many like just like bonkers stories about him but there, about two two and a half years into the relationship stacy holy moly two yeah. years yeah two years Holy moly, <laughs> two years yeah. of a kind of rocky, slightly toxic relationship that saved you, but was also killing you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Holy crap. It was just like, it was taking a toll. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, it's like- That's uh, one way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was, yeah. And like, it was looking back, I was like, oh, that was very abusive. Like he was very- abusive for me in a lot of ways like uh, emotionally for sure mentally and like sexually too in some ways um which 
is something that like, I don't know how I didn't see it at the time, but is definitely true. I mean, you're head over heels. You finally had an accepting relationship that you yeah. felt yourself in. I mean, yeah. who doesn't want that to work out? I don't, I mean, no, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but so yeah, but when Stacy came out, it kind of like opened the door for me because I was like, oh yay! Right, Stacy Harkey, he's the other Studio C cast member, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness, that must have been so great for you. It was wonderful, and like I, I was shocked. It was, it was just like one. I think it was also on a Sunday morning. I mm-hmm. we were living together. We had lived together for three years while we were oh. both in the closet. And, wow. <laughs> which is just insane. But like wow. Stacy had figured it out. He saw that I had a boyfriend <laughs> and he knew what it was. Uh, but he, he was very respectful of my space and privacy. So he never brought it up oh, Wow! Uh, until one morning I was walking to the bathroom and he, his room was right next to it. So he goes, Hey Berg, like come, come in here. Let's, let's hang out. Uh, and he was like, where are you with religion? And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm having all sorts of feelings. And he's like, yeah, me too. I'm gay. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh that makes my day. <laughs> and it blew my mind because I, I was not expecting it. And he was just like blurted it out. And um, I was like, oh, me too. Uh, <laughs> That's the best. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it's, it's so obvious. You've had this boy over every week for years. Um, and, and so that, that broke the ice and like, he came out in a very different style than I did. Like he, when he came out, he was ready to come out. So it was like friends and family all knew in like a week. And then like maybe a month or so later, he came out, um, publicly and just like hit the ground running where I did it as slow as possible. <laughs> it was like three years between like friends and then family and then publicly. And, right. uh, I really did not rip the band-aid off as right but i mean fine yeah but yeah. i mean af- after all of that i mean yeah. holy holy moly <laughs> like that is a roller coaster to say the least that's an understatement i can't yeah. even imagine how hard all of that is and then after all of that what has your experience been coming out now that you publicly came out to the world to your <laughs> tens of thousands of followers on Instagram and everyone watching you and everything what's that experience been now yeah it's it's been really great and you know it was something that it's terrifying uh it, just especially like in this community where uh, there's there's such like a spectrum of the way people react and unfortunately um, the people who react positively kind of feel like they have to turn their back on like their beliefs in order mm. to be loving and supportive, which is just like absolutely backwards to how right. it should be. It's like loving should be a religion, in my opinion. <laughs> not not that I get to control what other people's religion is. Right, right. Uh, but 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 I remember when I the first I came out to my friends and you know. What I, my first like friend after Stacy that I came out to was Matt Meese, and and I remember like working up the courage to just say the words "I'm gay," because I had been dating a boy for three years. We had broken up at this point finally, um, but I had never said the words "I'm gay" like out loud. 
yeah. Oh, was, wow. Like, nope, I, I can't. It was really hard. So to prep for coming out to Matt, I just like kept practicing. I was like, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay. <laughs> I could say these words. It's so weird. Uh, and then came out to him and, you know, he and the rest of the JK Studios people, super supportive and loving and, you know, nothing but positivity there. So is it JK um, Studios at this point when you came out uh, to Matt? Yes. Okay, gotcha. So, so that's when the last couple of years? Yeah, Stacey came out like a couple of months after JK, like we left Studio C. Uh-huh. Uh, and then then I started coming out to friends and family. What? Gotcha. So at least I had that pressure off. It's like, I don't, I'm not going to lose my job. Um <laughs> Cause I already quit it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy uh, moly. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I, something you said in your Instagram post that really resonated with me. So I, I so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a school counselor and uh-huh. so I'm in the mental health field. When you talked about how important it is to eventually come out publicly, yeah. um, how, how important that is. And my thought process was just like how important it is to accept yourself fully and be able mm-hmm. to say that out loud to the world that you accept yourself fully. Yeah. Like talk to us a little bit. Why is that so important to publicly when you're ready, come out? Yeah. And I, I think for me in particular, I'm in such a weird position that I never intended to be in where it's like, yeah, I have tens of thousands of people following me on Instagram and a lot of eyes on me uh, just because of the work I do. And, and so I particularly feel this burden of like being an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it took me a long time to get to a place where I felt like, oh yeah, okay, I, I'm ready to take this on uh, how in whatever capacity like comes my way. Uh, but also like on a more personal level, I thought like, you know, if you don't ever want to come out, if you feel like that's, you're, you're in the closet or whatever, and you think it's stupid and people shouldn't have to do that. And you just decide like, it's not for you. That's fine too. Uh, for me, I was just like, I have, uh, a lot of strangers follow me and, uh, on Instagram, I have a lot of friends on Facebook who aren't really my friends or just like acquaintance acquaintances. Uh, and so I was like, I could, I could be getting a lot of negative people like coming my way if they know that I'm gay. Uh, But I eventually want to be at a point where it's like, I can post a picture of me and my boyfriend or husband or, you know, gay little family. Uh, And the last thing I want at that point is to someone like chime in who I've never met. It's like, this is evil. (laughs) And I was like, let me, let me cleanse my friends list and my followers by coming out and so when I'm sharing personal parts of my life, it's just the people who are going to love and accept me back. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> Something that while you're speaking that I notice is how big of a difference having people in your corner meant. Having yeah. people like Stacy, having people like Matt, having people in your corner. Because I imagine there have been some negative comments along the way. I yeah. imagine there have been some idiotic bigotry online that i mean i i'm I, i'm a straight christian dude and i've had people tell me to go kill myself like i can't even imagine what people have said to you you know as, as a gay man on instagram you know yeah. um and so how how was it rolling with those punches with those yeah. cyber bullies and stuff um it's it, it's definitely something that's hard to learn how to deal with and brush off uh 
but it, it's kind of like something I, I'm at the place where it's like, yeah, I just have to like delete, delete their comments, and block them. Cause mm-hmm. it's just not worth your time. Or like, hear that kids, the, hear that kids, <laughs> not worth your time. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. It, and like, you don't, you don't need to like try to change anybody's minds or, you know, educate them if, if, cause if they're like coming at you with like, go kill yourself, they're not in a place to listen. Um, and, but, but it's hard because those negative comments can really like cut to your core. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, like a, f- a few years ago, and I, I think I mentioned this in my post, it's like, there was a comment on YouTube on just some random video I was in, just like, when is Adam going to come out of the closet and kill himself? Oh. Uh, and when I read that, I was still very closeted. Uh, and I, I, it, I just, ooh, it, it just like made me speechless and like made me freeze up and I didn't know how to react to it uh, because uh, this person I'm sure didn't realize how close I had been to killing myself right. <laughs> or how much I had thought about it and oh. like wanted to do it at times. And so it's like hearing someone be like, yeah, you should go through with this. It, it was just like, oh no, like here are these inner demons that, you know, wear their ugly heads every once in a while. Uh, and now some because of someone else, I have to deal with them again. Right. Um, so so it, it, it is challenging, but um, it, but it is just something like that's unfortunately just the world we live in. Right. And, like, and if you know, if that person is Christian or religious or you know, talks about how good of a person they are because of whatever reason and they they do that to you you don't even need to believe that they're a good person no i was gonna say uh yeah yeah the thing we we put so much weight in the in the opinions of people who we we don't even like um just because they're trying to bring us down so i am so happy that you're able to you know shrug it off delete block get that negativity out of there because ain't nobody got time for that yeah. Um, also, hello, Mycroft. You're adorable. Oh, yeah. My um, he, <laughs> he just came into the frame. <laughs> Love him. Um, holy moly. Well, so I guess the million dollar question throughout yeah. your experiences, everything you've learned, everything you've experienced now, how can we be better? How can we be better allies as Christians, as human beings, as people who don't know much about the LGBTQ community because we ain't in it? How can we be better? <laughs> Um, honestly, it's just, I, I think the best thing for anyone is just exposure. Mm. Uh, try, you know, read books by queer people or, you know, watch shows or TED Talks or, or if you don't know anyone who's gay, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Someone put that on a t-shirt. If you don't know anyone that's gay, you're wrong. <laughs> And, and and as hard of a truth as this might be, like if you think you don't know anyone who's gay, it might be because of the way you talk about gay people, oh, and, and they're like too scared to tell you, because yeah. um, they they are afraid that maybe you're not a safe place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it might say something about you as a straight person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might not, like who knows? Uh, and you know, but but something you can do as a straight person to help facilitate a world that um, 
you know, make space for queer people is, it's really about how you talk about them. Right. And and I don't know if people realize that like my whole life for 30 years, um, I have kept track of every comment made by someone I knew that was homophobic. Right. And like, I can go back to the time I was six and my dad said something in the car or, you know, one of my best friends and roommates said something to me 12 years ago. And I was like, that has burned in my brain forever. Right. Made me afraid. Right. But, but on the flip side, I remember every comment and every person who has spoken up about, um, you know, their love and support uh, of queer people. And so I, have mentally like kept files on everybody. It's like, when I come out, I know who I want to come out to and who I really don't. You got your little mind mansion going through everything. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Man, this has been so enlightening. Um, My eyes have been opened so much into just to, I don't know how to be better because we all, we feel like we want to be better, but Mm. so many people they're like, oh, I want to be better. That's it. Um, And they just leave it at that. They post a, you know, a a rainbow filter thing on Instagram and that's about it. Um, Versus like actually checking yourself. Like kind of, it reminds me of how like in school kids would be like, Hey mom, so Johnny cheated on his test. And mom's like, Oh, if my son did that, I would murder him alive. And it's like, well, no, and I'm not telling you now. Um, (laughs) Similarly, be conscious of how you guys speak because it affects other people people especially those people who are in the closet who aren't ready to come out yet who are scared um they need a safe place and we can be those safe places if they feel safe around us if they can know that we are an ally um if you are a closeted lgbtq person i really pray that you find the right place in time that is right for you to come out um that you can find happiness in who you are and not have to feel shame Um, And for those of you who may be suffering mental health wise through all these battles, if you need help, please go get it. There is no shame in talking to someone, a professional about it, um, because you are seen, you are loved, you are wanted. And if you get to the point of being suicidal, please reach out to somebody. Um, The suicide hotline is going to be in the description of this podcast. My DMs are always open. We need you. All of you, straight, gay, bi, trans, you are needed. Holy moly. Well, Adam, how can folks see what you're up to? Shameless plug time. Let's hear it. <laughs> um, I post everything I'm up to on Instagram. I haven't been super active lately, but um, you can follow my personal Instagram for like book updates and JK Studios updates or just the JK Studios account as well. That's probably going to be the most consistent place. There you go. And also we got JK Studios YouTube channel and he's on Amazon. He's got Rainbringer. It's an awesome book, guys. Y'all should go read it. Um, But yeah. And so, yeah, go follow him. Those will all be in the description um, of the podcast. Make sure to go follow me at um, at bulliesbe.gon on Instagram for your daily dose of positivity. For speaking inquiries, go ahead and email me. All that's in the description as well. Always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.